from Trimble Construction, you're listening to the Connected Construction Show, where we connect you to the contractors, owners, designers, engineers, and construction professionals who are finding better ways to work. And now, here's your host, Matt Sprague. Hello and welcome, everybody, to the Connected Construction Show. Uh, Really, as always, I'm your host, Matt Sprague. Happy to be here with everybody and really happy to have my two guests coming. Uh, well, they're not really coming from. They're actually in the Netherlands. They didn't have to travel anywhere. They are in the Netherlands for a company named Bildus. And we have uh, Stefan and Emil. Emil and Stefan, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you, Matt. Thank for you, having thank us. you Matt, very much. And I love I love the backdrop that you guys utilize. You put you put a lot of thought and effort into to showing uh, you know a little bit more about your company by actually being within uh, in one of the manufacturing areas of your company. Yeah, and, and this is our natural habitat. Eh? This is where we do our job together with all all, the colli- all of our colleagues. So this happy is, to do it here. This is the actual factory where it's all happening. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, to get us started. So um, each of you, you can fight over who wants to go first. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, So we're talking personally here. You know, what's your background? Um, What do you do today? And what was your what was your journey to get you there? Well, um, I'm I'm going to start then. Um, Well, as I pronounced, I'm Emil. Um, uh, I'm I'm working. uh, I started my background is actually uh, mechanical engineering. Uh, So that's something totally different. Uh, and at some point uh, in my career, I, I needed to switch to uh, to something else. And then uh, at that point, I was um, uh, looking for something, uh, and I found something nice in, uh, in in structural. So I started uh, to work like 16 years ago uh, for this company. Uh, in that time, it wasn't Builders; it was Hurux. So uh, a little bit different name, same company. Uh, and I started uh, in Tilburg, so that's that's not this place, but we have also a factory in Tilburg, so a little uh, another town. Um, I started there as a structural engineer. Um, I got schooling from uh, from Hurks at the time uh, to be a structural engineer, uh, and at some point um, I was transferred transferred to Veldhoven, where we are right now. Um, and that's because we buy some big machinery. Um, and at the time, uh, we needed some people to make connection between the engineering and the machineries. Uh, so then I, I, I left more or less the engineering and I started to work for the, for the rebar factory where we are right now. Um, and at, at today, um, I am the... Uh, the planning engineer, 3D planning engineer for this factory, and I make basically the connection between engineering and this factory. So yeah, that, that is a good explanation. That's how I know Emil and also got to know him here uh, two years ago when I joined Builders. Uh, my background is that I had my education at the Technical University of uh, in Eindhoven, just around the corner here, in uh, construction technology, and I started working at the company works as well as Emil mentioned as a planner, a trainee, and I soon realized that this whole this this complete BIM 
uh, development is something that was close to me. So I uh, did some extra education and in the company I was responsible for project and company level BIM implementation. But for me it felt there was something missing and what I really liked for the company of Herx that it had this it had his own production facility for precast elements. But then the company separated that and sold it and it became builders and after a while I got the opportunity to start working there in an environment where we have an engineering department, construction department, uh, manufacturing department. And right now I'm started uh, here as an uh, information manager. So I can use my knowledge uh, in BIM processes within the projects we have and uh, help uh, my colleagues in all the questions they get and uh, what they have to do. But I also have the opportunity to use this playground we have here in production to see how all processes in data and uh, developments uh, to get that rolling uh, within the, the company. Together with Emil, and that's how we met also three years ago. And what we have accomplished is something we are really proud of and just it's, it's driving us forward to do more and more with the people we have here. That's awesome. Thank you both for giving us a little bit of uh, insight to, to personally how you guys got to uh, be uh, in the chairs that you're in uh, literally today. Um, I'm going to kind of skip a little bit real quick because I'm curious just where I want to try to uh, paint the picture for our listeners and our viewers of um, exactly what, what is um, Buildus. Like, tell me a little bit about the company. Um, so that we can kind of get an, a, a, at least a baseline understanding of what it is we're talking about today. Um, yeah, for yeah, sure. Tell us about Buildus. Well, well Buildus is uh, a company, um, what we do, what, people, what we are known for is that we produce, design, produce, and also do the installation of a complete uh, precast uh, manufactured uh, building. Um, so we have our own design uh, department, uh, which are trying to get involved really early in the designing process of the architect and the structural uh, design. So we can have this perfect precast design that suits us really well. And this precast design is not just the core structure of the building, but also the envelope. So the facade has a precast sandwich uh, elements. And that is the, the main product we, we produce and design here in, in Veldhoven, the Netherlands. And we ship them to the, the area we have our projects in the Netherlands, of course, uh, but also in the UK and London, especially we have a lot of projects uh, running uh, at this moment. Uh, but also the Nordics as, uh, as Denmark and Copenhagen, we have our projects and uh, Northern Germany uh, in Hamburg at the moment. So. In France, at the, in the past, of course, yeah. So a really large area we cover uh, with our uh, products, and the the what we are also uh, uh, are able to deliver is a, a construction of structural design uh, for the customer. So we do not have our own products, uh, but we have a complete uh, uh, structural building we design and get that ready for yeah the, the, the client so, so someone mentioned to me that it's it, it's been described as buildings like Legos is that oh, yeah. is that fair 
that, that's that's more fair. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. So every day we have uh, trailers leaving uh, the company here to the build the construction sites, and on these trailers we have these elements, uh, especially the, the 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 facade elements. So we have our structural inner wall, we have the insulation, we have the architectural outer wall, what it can be uh, brickwork or concrete or natural stone or other materials. And also the alum aluminum facade of windows are already in this product, this Lego stone, which is going by trailer transport to the construction site where it will be just hoisted in place. and. Within 15 minutes, this complete wall is installed, and the next one is already arriving. So that is that is what makes it a really Lego product, and really easy to explain how our product is coming together by bricks and just rising. You just mentioned that you know the 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 wall gets delivered, gets put in place. So our, our is Buildus also coordinating the transportation side in that that second wall is arriving? Like, it's not just sitting there. It's it's actually arriving as the first wall is being finished? Yes, it That's is. Yes. You, you, you just on it. And in this, we have a construction site just near the company, which is also really helpful sometimes. So you don't have these long distances. But I was there and... Uh, while this element was hoisted off the trailer and being installed, we just saw the other trailer arriving at the gate. So it is. It are these pictures that you can say how this process is is going, and and it is just really the just in time delivery. And if it is just five kilometers away or uh, across the country or to the UK, it is about planning and knowing which elements are needed and arriving at the time that is yeah you came together at the right, at the right time yeah so 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 build this is is a construction a manufacturing but then also a logistics company in terms of being able to get things like on time delivery it is it is yeah. correct yeah that's yeah. correct yeah yeah and of course that's we have our uh, partners uh, involved in that but it's all coordinated within this company so we have our installation group of people on the construction site. If it is here or across country or even in the UK, we have our people on site doing this installation or coordinating this installation and having a local group company uh, doing this job. But it's always build this uh, employees involved uh, at the location. So you work with a general contractor at the location or are sometimes you the general contractor as well that you're doing the entire installation as well well that that's true it depends on how of course the contract and uh, who's giving you the job it could be the contractor but also a developer because the developer is just selecting those companies uh, we can supply this complete design and installation of a complete building which is uh, wind and water uh, close. So then another group can do the MEP and the other inner uh, uh, jobs uh, work that has to be done. So it, it depends. But yeah, basically we are when we are on site and we have this complete structure, we have full control of the construction site and the main contractor is yeah, just looking if it is all going on time and as planned. And 
it can prepare his other uh, jobs he has to do around this building in this uh, program. So um, Trimble and Buildus have, uh, you know, a great relationship. Can you guys tell me, like, how, how did that start and what does that relationship entail? Well, this, this, well, we need to go uh, a little bit back then because, um, well, it actually all started with the machinery who was in this factory hall. Um, the, the, at some point, there was somebody in this company and, and the, the, he said, uh, let's make reinforcement like we make cars. Um, um, make it by machine. Make it um, as a package from IKEA to just put it together. Um, so we uh, we started with uh, with, with progress. That's uh, our uh, machinery uh, uh, supplier. supplier. Um, and um, we we build a, a factory hall. It is all filled up with machines. There's just one guy who's operating it, and the rest is all automatic. Um, but the, the problem was uh, when you put machines in a factory. Um, I always say machines cannot read drawings. So you need something um, to build a file to put in their machines. So then at that point, we, we know that we, we had need a program um, to, to build something and, and generate a file out of it so the machine could read it. Um, so um, we looked at some, uh, uh, some software and then uh, eventually, uh, Tecla was it. So then, uh, the the real reason that our whole engineering is working with Tecla structures is because we bought those machines. Well, um, that was the first thing we did with uh, with Trimble with Tecla structures. Um, that was a, a whole big thing because our whole engineering uh, was at the time in about uh, I think fourteen or sixteen people. Um, the whole engineering needs to turn from 2D to 3D, and at that time it was just AutoCAD, 2D AutoCAD, um, and we need to turn it to 3D. So then we started with that. Um, um, then when when we get used to 3D a little bit, uh, we needed to make a, a, a file out of it to put in the machines, but Tecla structures at that time uh, didn't generate anything which could uh, manage a machine. There are no IFCs that were able to do it. There are no uh, decent XML. There was really nothing. Uh, so um, we contracted a, a software engineer um, and we built our uh, connection between Tecla structures and the machinery from progress, uh, built ourselves. Uh, that program we still use, it's called TechLoop to Progress. Um, and that, that program uh, makes the XML files for the machines. Uh, so at that time, we were like, um, uh, like I said, 16 people uh, on the engineering, and there were six more people which are just uh, making uh, the XML files from the engineering. At the time, we thought, engineering is just making it in Tecla, just model it, and then at some point we just throw it away into the factory from the, uh, the, the, the rebar factory, and they make it with some machine. And then there were six, six people who are making 
uh, out of the same tecla we were we were getting the xml file and we were changing all names and uh, and prefixes and and did a lot of stuff uh, there were six people that were working overtime all the time uh, to be able to to make the machines do what they needed to do and at some point i was came here and uh, with uh, with a colleague of mine we thought this is crazy let's let's not do this why are here six people who's making something out of something we already have so then uh, at the time daniel uh, was my colleague and uh, he was working with me he's not working at here anymore um, so we, we we said let's um, make a structure from all the names let let's um, make it all the same um, let's standardize everything so that's what we did at the time we standardized like everything and every, everybody needed to do it exactly the same way so when you have a, a, a rebar was bended in an l shape we call it stf and the, the the prefix w and so not the one stf and one an l shape bar and one something else because that's not what the machine can can understand so we we, we build it actually uh, all the same and um then those six people could do could get into the engineering and so on the engineering we have more or less the uh, uh, the, the people who um, know thing, things about the machine so that that was really the start uh, with builders or Herx at the time uh, with uh, with Tecla or, or Trimble and it's also good to mention that um, it was also recognized that it was a really good job in how we use tech structures because the the model design models we created were, were often rewarded uh, within the, uh, the tecla bim uh, awards as uh, number one so multiple projects have been uh, rewarded with the tecla bim awards and three years ago um, we also started implementing the products like uh, trimble connect uh, so projects, uh, teams, and also on the shop floor, we're using uh, these uh, software uh, to get the job done easier. So more documents, more insight, combined uh, data. Um, and that's how we even got in touch with uh, the development team of the AR and MR application in New Zealand. And we explained that we have a playground here, as I always call it, where it really happens, where you can do some testing in the real world. And that's how we also got involved uh, within Trimble in developing uh, and testing the, the new software that was uh, just recently uh, uh, released and is continuously developed. So, so when a, a customer I'm going to try to just generalize this. A customer says, I, I want to build a building, right? Are they coming directly to you to design or are they working with a designer or an engineer, depending on what the heck they're building, and then bringing that to you and then you're having to do it over? Or is it, does builders kind of have like a, a catalog of Lego blocks and you say you can build from these Lego blocks? How, how does that work? Well, well, the, the system we use is kind of the Lego box, but we always say we have this thousand and one possibilities in what the customer wants. And this customer uh, can come to us first, like, hey, I've seen how you uh, design these projects uh, and, and have them 
installed and go and then he will go to his uh, architect uh, design team and telling them that they have to design it in this prefabricated way but mostly still it is the the the, the design is already made and we see more and more that there is this precast mind or we are involved in an early stage that we can turn the design to this precast. So it is calculated precast, it is uh, uh, designed precast. So we can also make an early start in uh, showing them how this will be in production drawings and we can do this early start in production. The most buildings are, are made in, uh, are thinked uh, with in situ. And then, uh, so that that's really a bit of shame because uh, we, we prefab is is, uh, is a very good solution, yeah. but most architects are thinking uh, in situ. Yeah. For example, the projects in the UK, we we were really fortunate that we had this one customer that immediately immediately believed in this uh, fully precast facade, and we did a lot of projects and a really huge volume of uh, residential buildings. Uh, I may be lying a bit, but around 5,000 units uh, were uh, built uh, within a few years in the center of London uh, 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 on the Thames River. And um, so he believed in this product and we could do it the right, the first time right in this precast uh, uh, thinking design. But we also have new other uh, customers, uh, large uh, uh, contractor really great large contractors in the UK and they are really used to this just in situ put structure and then put some cladding on it so they have the structure uh, right and then they ask us to put a cladding as a facade to it and then do the installation on the inner side and finishing and so we have those product pro project as well at the moment but what we do is we take them to the other construction site in the same city of London and then they see what is really precast engineering, production, and installation. And then those eyes really widen. And then we, we know that we had the right, uh, uh, we had to find the right trigger. And the next projects, you, you see they are turning and telling their design team that we first go to talk together with builders and we go to the project. And we see the next projects that come from them are uh, taught in this precast structure that we can deliver. And that, a nice thing uh, in, in, in London was uh, the first building we, we, we put there, uh, it was of course in precast, and um, there, there was always, already a building uh, inside there, in situ building, they were building it, and at the moment, so they were already like uh, in, in the third or the fourth uh, floor, and we when we start building it, we uh, went so fast that we had the building all finished and they were like halfway. So that fast we, we can go uh, in, 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 uh, uh, compared to an in-situ building. It was just the building was already there. We go up and they were there. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so it yeah. takes some time to get people involved within the product and in the thinking. Yeah, the, the key that you said early on was that um, it, it, that they get you involved early on, right? It's, it's they get you involved in that design process so that, you know, where, where, where Emil was talking about, like, 
you know, all of the different iterations of, of having to redesign the design in order for it to be read by the machines and so on and so forth. It's the exact same issue that, 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 that they have in, in non-prefabrication type of scenarios, but any type of machine control is that yeah. you need to get your, your contractors involved early in the design process so that the model and I'm specific there saying model, not 2D drawing, but a 3D model is not just a model, but what we refer to anyway as a constructible model, that it has the correct breaks on it, that the, the machines can read it and you don't have to redesign, which takes time and money. And I don't, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. I realize that. So Yeah, it, it does uh, because... It, it, this this way of thinking and designing it it can be affecting the outcome of the facade, but if you do it in a good way, you can hardly see that it is precast. So you don't want to go back and do the design like if we change this to precast, you get this uh, um, gap and you get this line. Now when you start early on, you don't have to go through the process over and over again. And like also the structural design of the main core structure with all the calculations, it, it, it differs when you do it in this precast design. And if you go over to do all these calculations again and trying to convince everybody that is involved, it, 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 it's, yeah, it, it's a pity that you have to go through the process uh, again if you could have done it better first time around. So you guys had mentioned um, a, a, a kind of a idea or a story around a generational gaps on the factory floor. Um, and then it's, and it's led to some interesting discoveries in getting people back to, I think what you said, back to their joy. So I want to yeah. explore that a little bit. Tell, tell me yeah. about that. Yeah, well, that, that started actually with uh, <clears throat> a project. <clears throat> uh, it was uh, called Heidelberg. It was a project in uh, Germany. Uh, there were some really uh, difficult elements. They were all uh, round and curved. And um, well, they were uh, very hard to make um, for the mall, but uh, definitely for the reinforcement. So, um, well, we managed to, uh, to get the reinforcement that at one point there was a, a really um, big element in the entrance. Uh, and it, it was um, uh, really hard because it didn't have any reference. The, 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 the downside was flat and the rest was all round and curved. Yeah, and like a swimming pool. It just, it just, everything was curved and round. It was, it was really a little bit of a disaster. And there was a canopy above the entrance of the, the building. Three of the, three, yeah, most three of the of same. Them. On columns. On columns, so really an entrance for this building. And well, very beautiful, of course, but uh, we needed to put the reinforcement in there. So um, I, w I was at the time already, already uh, working a long time for engineering. I was working for this factory, but uh, from engineering. And uh, they asked me, please, can you model that yourself? Because we don't know how to do it. So I put a lot of hours in it, uh, in Tecla structures. And at some point I had something uh, it was it was um, uh, correct. It was approved by the structure engineer. So we had something, and I tried to make that, of course, a drawing. But because that's what we do, we do. We put it in Tecla. We try to put it on a piece of flat paper, 
and then we put it in the factory and try to make it 3D again. But at that moment, there was so much reinforcement. There were like uh, 3,000 different bars in there. Uh, so it was nearly impossible to put it on a piece of paper. So I, I say to them, to the engineering, I have something, but it is impossible to put it on a drawing. I need a drawing as big as uh, this whole building to, to get it readable. So uh, th I, th I said, I cannot do it. So uh, at that point, I thought, you know what? Um, I went to uh, the, the technical depart department. We have uh, some, some terminals there. They're, they are very old and they was just standing there. Um, and I took them. Uh, I asked uh, the, uh, the IT department to uh, get me a, a computer uh, and a screen. And we put it in. And I just take a USB stick and I put this thing in the factory. I take this USB stick, I had the, the, the IFC file onto it, I put it in the, in the computer, and we have in the factory a little screen, it's just, just a little screen, not big. It's 27 inch, just basic. 27, yeah. really, really small. And, uh, and, and I said to the, to the welders, well, I'm sorry guys, but this is it. I cannot make a drawing, so you have to do with this. I'm going to help you, but I cannot do it any, any better. So uh, I had a lot of comments that was not good enough and uh, we cannot work like this. And it was, uh, and nothing was good actually. But at the time I say, yeah, I, I know, I know, but I cannot put it on a drawing. So I mean, need to build it. So let's do it. So we start with it and uh, well, it, it, it pretty much worked. Uh, at the time we, we used uh, uh, not Trimble was a little uh, other program and at the time uh, Stefan started with us, and um, so I was a little bit struggling with with the program. And I, I know Tecla, of course, but I didn't know that program so well. So I was really struggling, and the the, the welders were struggling. And then at some point, uh, uh, Stefan walked into the factory and he said, "Oh, wait a minute! You can easily adjust the colors." Yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> he adjusted the colors, and I, <laughs> and I say, and the rules say, "Oh, that's pretty nice." Now we can see something. <laughs> so, so yeah, we started with it, and and uh, yeah, it, it actually worked because you see uh, in 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 the screen what you want to make. It's not on a flat drawing anymore. You can rotate it. You can see what you are going to make, and that that was that was really nice. So so at, from that point, uh, we we started to make it better and. At some point, we, we switched to Trimble, uh, Trimble Connect. Uh, that was uh, uh, his idea. <laughs> so he said, Let, let's try Trimble Connect. It's, it's better. You have more possibilities. So we tried it. We put it on, on the screens. And at the moment, uh, we're working uh, with the screens. Uh, you see it on the background. We have 26 of them uh, in this, this point. And the welders are really fighting for a screen. We, we have nearly with every workstation a screen, but not everywhere. And sometimes they say, uh, uh, this is my screen. <laughs> Take your hands off it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, and that, that, that's a good point of this generation gap is it's um, easy thought that the, the older generations uh, around us is not knowing how to use these devices or software or so that is easily said and then thought, okay, just don't 
bother them and just leave them, let them do the job. Uh, use this to welding torch and let them get that cage together, give them the piece of paper and let's do what you always do. And I'm a little bit of a different thinking that um, these really experienced group of people, uh, it's really important to just also get them involved in these developments and let them also experience how it could even in the you know, final years or the other years that they still have to be productive or have to do the job, that they have some new tools and development uh, around them and that they, they also can enjoy that. But you have to be really be aware of how you get them involved and on this terrain, which, which because we are always in development. Uh, uh, like the, 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 the cell phone 10 years ago and what we do with it nowadays. And even they use know how to use this device. So why not in their profession? So, and and that's, that, that's, that's, that's how we always involve them. And, and we know how to uh, talk to them and work together with them. Just not, yeah, we, just, yeah. just not let them, you need to do it like this. No, yeah. just ask them. We want to change something. We yeah, we, we're, we're not here to, to to say you need to do something with this. You, we're not saying how you need to do We are just here and we are providing stuff and we just say, I think this will be work better. Give it a try. If, if it's not working, then don't use it. But we think it's going to make your life so much better. Just give it a try. And that, yeah. that works very well. So, so, so you start just with getting on the strain and even in the Corona time, uh, we set up uh, a, a meeting that we had five of these stations in a circle so we could keep our distance and we prepared this document so we could get them familiar with the software and let them see that this piece of paper that they always have and they know exactly how to read this paper and use it in the job. But what this other document, this IFC file, this 3D, Design is not a representation of what we designed in 2D. No, it is actually the design file as designed as how it has to be produced. And so we give them this, this, this files do them to them on the production floor. And you see that they started to enjoy it and they appreciate also the time you, the effort you put in it to get them involved and give them the time to learn the, the, the software and, and use it. And so this generation gap, it is not always just leave them. Now we just try to combine them with this because they have so much knowledge and uh, they learn from me, from us, but I learn every day from them to do my job even better and understanding certain. why certain data or processes are there or could be uh, uh, improved. So we can have a better process over time and just just keep involved and do our job better. And we need everybody. If they are here on the shop floor or in the office. Yeah, we need to do it together. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, it's it's like it's any type of change management, right? It's and, and you guys sounded like you kinda nailed it, right? It's it it takes time, right? It's not gonna happen overnight. Uh, no. but you you deliver a, a consistent reinforcement of in your case, methodologies, right? In terms of, you know, different ways of doing it, didn't force it down their throat, but kept showing. And I'm sure there was an element of like, looking over to their right and to their left and like seeing some other people starting to have success with it. And they're like, well, it is. maybe, I'll, maybe it is. I'll use this 
iPhone thing and flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> and as you mentioned, Matt, it, it, change management does, does cost some time. But what we saw, the, the situation uh, Emil just mentioned uh, uh, for this canopy rebar design, uh, that I just joined the company and because I was told that uh, they're in that corner of the company, they're using the screen and the software, which I was really familiar with. So during my break uh, walk, I, I just joined them and just, uh, his name is Willy, and uh, because this is also dedication to the people we work with. and. and Willy uh, was there and I was just interested in his, the job he was doing and he wasn't knowing about me, didn't knew me, didn't knew that I was familiar with that software, but I just asked him, him questions in, about what are you doing, what information do you need? So he started to explain me his job and how, how he does uh, what, what he needs. And um, then I asked him, okay, I see a screen, what do you do with it? Yeah, it's all gray, like Emil mentioned, and I can't read this rebound numbers out of the file and it's, it's just useless. I said, okay. And while he was telling that, I used my other hand like, okay, just some commands on the, the keyboard and his eyes open again, I see color. And at that moment, he had his three other colleagues in that corner of the company and he said, oh, look, look, it is possible. So this short, uh, change management was happening there uh, uh, that they got involved and I we got them uh, on board and the funny thing is he said okay Stefan I need to leave I have an, a meeting and afterwards afterwards I was told that in that meeting with all the formants of the uh, rebar department he said we all need this program we all need to change our work and that change management we provided something, but they they made the change, and they were they are yeah uh, uh, they drive this success. That's awesome. You found you found the linchpin. You found the one that that that, that brought them all. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this, uh, this, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say this group of people. It is. Uh, you see them working every day with this welding torch and thinking, okay, they're doing the same easy job, but they do a really uh, important job and that they use this technology and software and are uh, and we are rewarding each other in our profession and um, we are equal in all circumstances is a really nice thing in how you get to that success and that, that's, that's a nice part of the job uh, we are in and we also that's find awesome. each other in in just uh, trying to develop new ways of working and getting people doing the job uh, in a nicer way. Making things better. That's the idea. Well, guys, this has been uh, a fantastic conversation. I, I've really enjoyed it. And we are actually down to our last question. And I, 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 I think I warned you about this question in terms of we, we ask all of our guests at the end of the episode, um, what is your motto? Now, I don't always expect everybody to have a motto, so it might just be a, a saying, something that you're like, you know what, that that saying is a is a great like lesson to to live by. So do do, do you have anything to share? Oh, Emil's go, good to go. Let's get rid of the paper. Get rid of paper. I get rid of paper, please. Get it out of the factory. Too many papers. Just do cuts. everything digital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you can do it digital, don't put it on paper, please. 
this 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 three me three D files that they have such a good dimension and meaning to the job we do. Yep. So uh, that, that that's something we are trying to get done in in the coming years. This is also change management. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good model that we are working on. And I always say, just have fun in the job you do, and uh, not only have fun but also be critical and find this equal person you can work with or this environment where you can just do your hobby and, and have fun and go home uh, with a smile and have a smile on your job and, and find each other and, and ask questions and, and try to do the job together. Yeah, love the challenges, right? It is. Absolutely. Well, Stefan and Emil, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, lots of really great information that you just show, uh, that you just shared with us. Uh, everybody listening, everybody watching, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, again, I'm Matt Sprague, your host with the Connected Construction Show. And until next time, stay connected. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Construction Show. For more information, visit us at connectedconstructionshow.com.